Oh, I can keep doing this without even trying to catch my breath. I don't need to. Oh, here we go. Sing along with me, Dodger fans. I know you know the words. That's right. Santa and the wind blowing hot from the north. We were born to ride. That's right. We were born to ride. Roll down the window. Put down the top. Crank up the Beach Boys, baby. Don't let that music stop. What is going on, you guys? Welcome to My Blue Thoughts, my Dodgers podcast, where I talk about one of my most favorite things in the whole wide world, the Los Angeles Dodgers, your 2020 pandemic year National League champion, Los Angeles Dodgers. That's right, you guys. The Dodgers are fucking going in the World Series, dude. Finally, finally, after all these years, we get that matchup that we always wanted. That that coveted Dodgers versus Rays of Tampa Bay World Series matchup that we all were looking forward to. Um, oh, God, you guys. I, I can't tell you. First of all, um, if you're listening... Um, I guess that doing reviews on Apple Podcasts is no longer a thing because, yeah, people have told me, hey, we can't, there's nowhere to leave reviews. And I checked and it looks like they might be right. So uh, you don't have to hear me bug you about uh, (laughs) leaving a review or a rating. I think they've eliminated that for some reason. But um, I would like you to subscribe to my podcast because that'll help the algorithm and maybe even share it on your social platform, whatever that is, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, fucking TikTok, fucking, I don't know. Those are the only ones I know at this point. So anyway, I'm just saying, help me grow my podcast because no matter what, I've only got two episodes. Actually, that's not true. I might have three. I might have three. Uh, Definitely... I mean, I'm, no, I, I might only have two because this could, uh, you know, th- this series could end in four or five games, and then I'll just do a wrap up next week. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, God, I, I, God, I just don't know where to start, you guys, because I am so happy that the Dodgers have advanced to the World Series again after all of the stuff that we've been through in 2020. To know that our team, you know, bounced back from being down three games to one, which I'll tell you this, I did not think the Braves were going to give the, the Dodgers this much trouble. I did not think that that would happen. I thought the Dodgers would, you know, yeah, get challenged by them, but I thought the series would be over in four or five games. I was hoping. I thought at the most six games. Never would I have imagined that the Dodgers would find themselves down three to one, and then fucking have to come back and basically make the greatest comeback, one of the greatest comebacks in postseason history, next to, you know, the Red Sox that we all know that came back from being down three games to none. But fuck, man, I just I don't know where to start, so I'll just start from the beginning. To go to Game One uh, during the pandemic during just this crazy world that we're living in right now and to be able 
to have the opportunity to go to game one was it was emotional for me guys i'm not gonna lie it was it, it, it was a lot of emotions for me going on I, I i personally as some of you guys know have been through some you know some shit man i, I had to fucking temporarily relocate to oklahoma i i mean that's yeah enough said and then, you know, to find out, you know, a few weeks ago that they were going to maybe allow fans and that they were going to have the games in Arlington when, you know, here I am like, hey, that's only that's only two and a half hours drive from where I am. Two hours if I drive really fast. And so I knew I had to be there. And then, you know, by 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 some some luck and by, you know, I, I was able to go to the game and I went and it was weird, like I said. You know, to have a stadium that's socially distanced, you know, so we're sitting in our pods, they call them, where you're grouped up with four people. You know, you're supposed to know all the people. You're not supposed to uh, sell the tickets to two other people like I did. You're supposed to only go with people that you've been quarantining with or you know of where they're quarantined anyway. But I, I couldn't get anyone to go to the games, so I had to, I had to get rid of a couple of the tickets. So... There's a guy listening to my podcast. What up, Candido? Um, sold them to him, and then he couldn't go, so he ended up selling them to somebody else, his brother or something, and didn't talk to the guy. <laughs> so, again, weird. And they were spaced out, and here's the thing. I've been to a lot of Dodger games, okay? Been a lot of Dodger games, been a lot of Dodger playoff games, okay? Never seen very many Braves fans, okay? Okay? And all of a sudden, here we are in, in, in Arlington, and there's all kinds of Braves fans. And I'm like, okay, I get that Atlanta, geographically, is a lot closer than L.A. is to Texas. But I thought for sure there would be a lot more Dodger fans at the game. And there, you know, there, was, there were Dodger fans, but... Numbers-wise, the Braves fans were outnumbering the Dodgers, which I'm not used to in certain places, you know? And, you know, because obviously Dodger fans travel pretty well. And they were just getting really... They, they weren't there. And then, you know, Freddie Freeman hits a home run in the first inning of Game 1. And all of a sudden, here, you just hear all these guys cheering. And you're like, oh, okay, that's fine. And they start doing the fucking tomahawk chop, which... I don't care, dude. It doesn't bother me. It really doesn't. But what bothers me is when fucking white people do shit like that and they can't stay on the beat. And that's what, obviously, most Braves fans are white people. And so you would hear them go, oh, and then you hear someone else go, oh, you're like, hey, man, you guys aren't even all on the same fucking beat, man. You know what I'm talking about? And... To see, this is what I was talking about. I was talking about it with the Padres, and I'm talking about it with the Braves. You know, the Padres, you know, the media likes them because they're this young, fresh team, and they play with emotion. They they play with emotion and passion. Really, they just fucking get all excited for a bunch of shit that really doesn't matter. You know, they, they get too excited. You, you remember what happened? You know, I talked about it earlier in the season when fucking Grisham hit that home run off Kershaw. And he did a fucking 360 as if he had just hit a walk-off fucking home run. And it was like a home run in like the sixth inning or something. You're like, get the fuck out of here. So then what happens when they're playing the Padres in the playoffs? Manny Machado hits a home run. 
By the way, his team was down like four to nothing at that point. He hits a solo home run, so they're only down four to one, still down four to one. And he hits a home run and turns to his dugout and throws the bat like, "Let's fuck!" It, as if he's done. Like, dude, you guys are still losing by three runs. That's the stuff that pe- that pisses people off. Like, act like you've been there before. So here are the Braves. Fucking Freddie Freeman hits a home run in the first inning. They're jumping up and down like they just won the World Series. It's like, dude. There's fucking nine innings of baseball left. I don't mind if the guy if, if guys want to flip the bat and whatever. I'm talking about celebrating when the whole dugout is fucking doing a dance when the guy comes in because he hit a home run. And it's the first inning. And I tweeted it. I have a timestamp. I fucking shared it. It was 10-12, which uh, would have been, what, last Monday when I was there? Yeah. And I said, you know, these Braves celebrate too much. When they haven't fucking done anything yet, just like the Padres, and it's going to come back to haunt them. Because what happens is, you can't, you can never get in in sports. You can never get too high on yourself, and you can never get too low. You know, you always got to be even keel. Look at a guy like, say, uh, I don't know, Derek Jeter. Yeah, like he. You remember some highlights of him when he would, you know, pumping his fist or whatnot. But for the most part. You know, win or lose, Derek Jeter was just fucking playing it. You know, he's right there down the middle. Act like you've been there before. But also, if you're in a slump, you know, it's okay. You're going to bounce out of it. Have that confidence. Michael Jordan, you would never see him fucking jumping up and down. Now, if he got a game-winning shot or he won a championship, then yeah. Like, when the time's appropriate, you can fucking celebrate all you want. But these Braves sitting there and in the media, like, oh, they're so passionate. Yeah, they look like fucking idiots. You know why? Because on Game 7, when that third out was recorded, what were they doing? They were sitting in the fucking dugout crying and looking with that look like, what happened? Yeah, you were fucking celebrating too much. And then you got yourself too high and you got to be level, man. You got to be level. You can't get too high. Can't get, I, I, I'll say it a million times. I knew that was going to fucking happen. Now, did I know that the Dodgers were going to go down three games to one? No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. But, you know, the Dodgers, they've, they, they act like they've been there before because they have. And, yeah, like, if something great happens, if, if Mookie makes a game-saving play, then, yeah, maybe a little in-game celebration. But that's a game-saving play. If Kike hits a home run to tie the game in Game 7, then yeah, you're going to fucking celebrate because that's something to celebrate. But a solo home run in the first inning, or the second inning for that matter, it's just it's just stupid to celebrate shit like that. So, obviously, let's just talk about this series for for first of all. I don't know if you guys remember. Okay, I've talked about it, and I'll talk about it again. Before the season started, the very first episode of this season, I came on the air... And said, my prediction is that Corey Seager is going to be the National League most valuable player. And people listen to to that and they're like, Corey Seager? I said, fuck yeah, man. Corey Seager is going to be the NL MVP. Now, is he the NL MVP? I don't know. I don't think so. Because, you know, you could argue that Mookie was. You could argue that, you know, Jason Freeman was, you know, you can make a couple arguments. Some people make the arguments it was Machado or or the other fucking jackass Tatis Jr. You know, they they all have arguments and Corey's up there too. Is he going to make is he going to be the NL MVP? I don't know. 
the, the voting's not out yet, but I do know that he was the fucking NLCS MVP, five home runs, okay, and 11 RBIs. The first time a person has ever had that many home runs and RBIs in a single postseason series. You're welcome. I fucking predicted that shit in the offseason. I knew it. I knew he had been working. I knew he was determined. I knew he had a chip on his shoulder, which I like. Because, you know, there were all these rumors that he was going to get traded in the offseason for Francisco Lindor. And I'm going to be honest, you guys, I thought it was a good move. Francisco Lindor, you know, Latin player. I think they're about the same age. And I don't want to fucking look it up right now. So just either look it up or believe me. Uh, you know, basically the same skill set. The only difference is he's a little bit faster on the base paths and he's a switch hitter. But other than that, they're pretty comparable. You know, but, you know, you look at the Dodgers and how they haven't won in October since 1988. And sometimes you say, hey, man, maybe we just got to switch something up a little bit. I didn't want Corey to leave because I'm a big fan of the homegrown guys. I love I, I root. I don't know about you guys, but I tend to root just a little bit more for the Dodgers homegrown talent than the talent that they go out and acquire. Like I say, like an A.J. Pollock. Don't have anything against the guy, but I'm not going to root for him harder than I root for Jock because Jock's homegrown or Cody. You get it. And uh, I forgot what I was talking about, but just, oh, yeah, the homegrown guys. Okay. Um, The Dodgers have so much homegrown talent and Corey Seager is an example, you know. In, in, in previous years, you know, when a big player came up for free for, you know, possible trade deadline acquisition, you know, those are the guys that all the teams wanted. You know, they wanted they wanted a Cody Bellinger or a Corey Seager or a fucking Julio Urias. You know, they wanted these guys and the Dodgers front office were like, no, we're going to hang on to these guys. Right. And fans would get mad because we didn't go out and trade for, I don't know, I can't think of, like, who the big free, uh, you know, trade deadline acquisition has been over the last few years. I guess Justin Verlander you could put up there, you know. The the, the Astros didn't really give up too much to get him. And the, the Dodgers had stuff, but, you know, they didn't. They went out and got you, Darvish, instead. And, uh, you know... I thought it was a good trade. People want to talk shit about Darvish, but I think he did great when he was with the Dodgers. And as we now know, you know, the Dodgers got robbed because the Astros were cheating. So all those people that were talking shit about you Darvish, calling him you garbage, they should probably apologize because he did his job. And it has not been for the Astros cheating. That trade would have looked great. But the point being is Corey Seager just... Just fucking annihilating the ball, just hitting home runs, and not just home runs, but dropping fucking bombs. Like the home run he hit in game, uh, I guess that was game five, when the Dodgers, yeah, the Dodgers won like seven to two or seven to three, I think. That game that he hit two home runs. The second home run that he hit was an absolute fucking bomb. And you see him, and what I love to see, and I, I don't know if I talked about this, but, you know, Corey Seager's always a guy that's been really quiet, you know, he just goes about his business, kind of a vanilla player, you know, not too flashy, obviously good looking guy, 
you know, girls love him. Can't blame him. He's a, he's a fucking good-looking guy. I can say it. I don't care. Does that make me weird? No, it makes me fucking just being real. If you're a dude, I'm sorry. And by the way, I, I, I checked the metrics on the podcast, and like 98% of the people that listen to this podcast are dudes. So if you're a dude right now listening to this podcast, and you can't just admit to yourself that Corey Seager is a very good-looking man, you got problems, man. You're just a hater. Anyway, point being, in the off-season... He had a chip on his shoulder, so he went to work. Also, he's you—you you, know—he was recovering. He had—he's had two seasons that were kind of plagued by injury in a row, and so he went to work on his physical fitness. And because Peter at the Dodger podcast, he reads all the articles and finds out what's going on with all these guys in the off season. I knew that Corey Seager had something to prove and that he was probably going to come a little bit more jacked up, which he did. But what I found out was that not only did he come to spring training a little bit more jacked with a little bit more muscle added, but because of the shutdown and because there was, you know, pandemic and whatnot and the season got pushed back, he went back home and went and put on some more muscle, which, you know, a player couldn't necessarily do that during the regular season like you know you put on your muscle that you're going to put on before the season because once the season starts the uh, their their training programs are more just to maintain their strength and not really trying to like eat extra and put on more muscle so but because you know they didn't start till july you know he had an extra two and a half months or so to put even more muscle on and that's why you're seeing Corey seager you know, hit the balls a lot harder, a lot farther than he had in years past. Now, he's still got to be a good hitter and put the bat to the ball because there's a lot of guys that can hit the ball hard and far, but they strike out a lot. Cough, cough, my boy Jock. Jock strikes out a lot. I get it, but he drops fucking bombs. Corey does not strike out a lot, and he drops bombs. And one of the things I noticed, and you guys probably noticed this too, Corey Seager chokes up on the bat which is something that you don't really see from power hitters especially, but you hardly ever see from hitters other than like, you know, a couple leadoff slappy guys, you know. Generally, you know, the guys, you know, you don't, you generally don't see someone choke up on the bat unless they've got two strikes on them and they're just, they're just trying to protect the plate. But Corey Seager goes up, to the plate already choking up on the bat so that already is a great approach because he's not going up there trying to hit home runs he's going up there trying to put the barrel on the ball and make solid contact and hit gap to bat gap to gap which Corey Seager does most of the time anyway as we know he almost broke the record for doubles last year and but he is so much stronger now that now those doubles are going over the fence. So he's still going to get his doubles, but he's also going to make the ball fly. And that's why he, you know, was second in the league in home runs this year, and that's why he's the NLCS MVP of 2020. You're welcome. I predicted he'd be the MVP. I mean, I'm basically Peter Domus. I got some more predictions for you. Are you ready? Yes. Um, let, let me talk about the series a little bit more though. Um, Mookie Betts just fucking just showing that he's worth every fucking penny that the Dodgers are going to pay for him and that are paying for him already. 
and that that investment that they made is I mean no I'm not even going to put it out there I'm, I, I'm, I was going to say something and I'm like you know what I don't even want to put that out there Mookie Betts is worth every penny At the, as a matter of fact when his contract is over he might he might end up being underpaid which is fucking insane also what's insane is to know that Mookie Betts makes more money this year than the whole fucking Tampa Bay Rays organization. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. The Tampa Bay Rays, who the Dodgers are obviously facing in the World Series, have a, a team payroll of $29.5 million, $29. million. Mookie Betts, $31 million this year. Clayton Kershaw, $32 million this year. Like, like if neither one of these guys are going to do it, Especially Clayton, because he's such a fucking good guy. But, like, how dope would it be if, like, Mookie hit a home run or something, and then he just looked into the dugout and be like, yo, dog, I'm getting paid more than the whole fucking team combined. <laughs> like, that shit would be hilarious. That would be the ultimate, like, flex. And they couldn't do anything. But they were in the World Series. So, I don't know if they're just so fucking good that, it doesn't matter that they're only get, like. It's crazy to think that the Dodgers' payroll is, you know, a hundred and what is it, a hundred and eighty-six million dollars, and the raise is twenty-nine million dollars. Like, that's crazy, dude. But it just goes to show, like, I mean, you just never know, man. That's what's great about baseball. You never fucking know. Here's the thing: Andrew Friedman probably drafted a lot of these guys that are now contributing for the raise. And that's interesting because that makes him look like a fucking like look like a fucking genius. And he might be I don't know, he knows more than me kind of when it comes to like certain fucking numbers and shit, like that's for sure. But he's a fucking nerd, dude. Okay? I want to see him throw a baseball. Just throw a baseball. Just you know what? Just throw it from second base to first base and then I'll be like, "Oh wow." But I guarantee you he can't. He's a fucking nerd. He never even played baseball. And we're trusting this fucking guy. And another organization trusted him. And now both of the organizations that he worked for are facing each other in the World Series. That's fucking crazy. I want to know what kind of girls Andrew Friedman gets. Like, does he get, like, hot girls? Or does he get, like, like nerd-type girls? Like, I don't know. I don't know what his wife looks like. I don't even know if he's married. I don't even fucking care. I just want the Dodgers to win the World Series. That's all. But, Mookie, I tell you what. It's a good fucking move, man. I told you guys what happened. I talked about this a few a few weeks ago, but I talked about how how Andrew Friedman knew that his old one of his old uh, proteges under him at Tampa Bay, you know, who is now the GM of the Red Sox. I don't know his name, but when Andrew Friedman thought that he was or found out that he was getting considered for the Red Sox job, he whispered in his ear, "He's like, hey man, if you get this job, I like Mookie. We should work out a deal." And that fucking dude becomes the fucking GM. And they worked out a fucking deal. And now Mookie Betts is robbing fucking home runs. Oh, my God, dude. Okay. Let, let me just... I'm just going to analyze the three Mookie Betts catches. Okay? Game five. There's a blooper. Obviously, the Dodgers are losing, I think, at this point. They're, like, down by a run. I'm pretty sure. Maybe even two. No, they're down 2 nothing. I, I want to say, in this game. And there's a runner on third, fly ball. It's a very shallow fly ball, so 
I mean, the guy has to go back and tag Osuna. It goes back and tags, but then he doesn't touch the base, and then he goes home. But Mookie makes a shoestring catch and gives this long explanation about how he didn't want to dive for the ball because he knew that if he dove and then the guy was tagging up on third, that he wouldn't be able to throw him out. So he wanted to stay on his feet, so he makes a shoestring catch and on the run like an infielder throws the ball into home. And the throw almost beat Osuna, but it didn't. But then we find out it didn't beat him because he took off early. And so they fucking double him up. Rally killer. What happens? The Dodgers come back and fucking win the game. Are you serious? Yeah. Game six. By the way, oh my God. got You guys, okay. I had a wedding on Saturday. Not like I didn't get married, but I went to a wedding on Saturday. And here's the thing. I get it, dude. You fall in love. You want to get married. Fucking, I get it. But here's the thing. If you really love me and you really want me at your wedding, either or, you don't schedule shit in October, okay? You just don't because in October, if you know me, if you really know me, anybody that knows me or even kind of knows me knows that I love the fucking Dodgers and they're usually in the playoffs, which happened when? In October. So if you're going to fucking schedule a wedding like a fucking, I don't want to say the word because she might be listening to this podcast. Fuck, dude, why'd you get married in fucking October? So I had to go to this wedding knowing that the Dodgers were going to play and that I was maybe going to miss the game. And in my mind, I'm like, you know what, man? Maybe I just won't go to this wedding. (laughs) Like, maybe I just won't go to the wedding and... I'll get to watch the game and or go to the game, you know. And I was like, no, you know, she's a good friend. I've known her for a long time. She really wanted me there. And the reason why also why I, I had to go. So they had the wedding and I was invited to the wedding from the beginning. But then because of COVID, they had to cut down the guest list. So they had like 300 people that they had initially invited and after COVID, they had to bring it down to 75. And so when I found out that I made the 75, you know, even though the Dodgers are in the playoffs, I got to be like, okay, I'm going to go to this wedding still. Go to the wedding at 3 o'clock. It starts at 3. And what pissed me off was that if the if the Rays and Astros had, if the Rays had eliminated the Astros in game six, then the Dodgers were going to play like at seven or eight on Saturday, but if they if the if the Rays and the Astros had a game seven, then the Dodgers game the Dodgers were going to play at three uh, thirty instead. Three thirty, and I, I, I'm using time zones. I'm using the time zone that I'm in, which is the Central time zone. So if you're on the West Coast, which I'm sure a lot of you are, um, you get it. Your times are two hours earlier, which is, which is why you're like, wait, no, the game was at one thirty. Yeah, I know. So, I'm going to this wedding. So, anyway, I'm hoping, even though I wanted the Astros to win and force a Game 7, and then from then on win so that we could fucking play them in the World Series, part of me was also like, but if the Rays win, that'll be fine, you know, because then I can, I don't, I can watch the game, I can go to the wedding and then watch the game. But when they fucking push Game 7, and now the wedding starts at 3, and the Dodger game starts at 3.30, and I'm freaking the fuck out. And 
the wedding starts. But here's the thing. If you go to a wedding, you know that usually when you go to a wedding, they uh, they tell you the wedding starts at 3, but really it starts like at 3.15 or 3.30. They tell you 3 on the invitation so that you get there. And if you're running late, you're still not going to miss it because they don't want you to miss it. Get it? It's a trick. Hey, man, this wedding started at fucking 3.05. They told us to be there at 3. They started at 3.05, and I was like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. Let's go. Let's get this shit on the, on, 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 you know, on the road, right? You know, short ceremony, like 20 minutes, and then they come out, and someone makes an announcement. Okay, so the bride and groom, da 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 you know, that's it. That's the wedding. Uh, the reception will begin at 5.15, so, you know, there's an open bar from, I think, until, I don't know how, I, I, honestly, I don't remember how long the open bar was, but there was an open bar, and, but basically, the, the wedding ceremony was maybe 20 minutes, so at this point, it's not even 3.30 yet, and now we don't have to be back, the reception doesn't start till 5.15, so I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, dude, I get to watch the game for two hours, and I'm watching it. And I'm watching, you know, people hit home runs and stuff. But I'm watching uh, Mookie Betts make that fucking catch in right field. Another catch where he jumps up on the tall part and catches it. And that was a great play. Like, you know, he timed it. and It was great. He got up. But what I loved more was the celebration afterwards. Because that, again... That kind of celebration is fun because he did something. He it was it was a game saving play at the moment. Yes, you could celebrate for things like that, not for a fucking you know a two out single in the first inning of a game. I'm sorry. So the Dodgers, they take Game Five after being down three one. They take Game Six, and in a Game Seven, you're thinking to yourself. Anything goes. Whoever we need to bring in the fucking game, bring them. You know, all hands on deck. You can't sandbag for tomorrow because you might not get it tomorrow. So everyone's saying, you know, we got to bring Kershaw in. And I'm saying, no, we don't, dude. He's only had two days rest, dude. Kershaw is not. No, you cannot bring him back on two days rest. Like, you got plenty of fucking pitchers. We got Dustin May, Tony Gonsolin. And fucking Julio Urias. That's gotta be at the least seven innings. Um, fucking no, it wasn't. Dustin May goes one inning. Tony Gonsolin goes like two and like a third. And you're like, wait, two starting pitchers? And we couldn't even get through fucking four innings? Like, are you fucking serious, dude? That's stupid. Now, Julio, on the other hand, comes in, closes the door, okay? Comes in and pitches three fucking perfect innings, shutout innings. Doesn't even Dave Roberts doesn't even need to to even think about bringing in Kenley Jansen because Julio's fucking dealing, and that's what I talked about before the postseason even started. Like in these playoffs, you got to go with who the hot hand is and who gives you the best chance to win and what inning. And like, you know, I'm sorry, but like, I'm not saying Kenley sucks. But I'm saying I don't feel 100% confident if he comes in to close the door. Although I t- I'll tell you this, he looked fucking great in game five and six. When he came in, especially in game in game five, he came in you know, with that four-run lead. So it's like not a save situation, but it's close enough. And he was getting on top of his fastball, his his 
His fastball was cutting, you know, that natural cut, not that fucking pussy ass, I'm going to throw it 87 miles an hour and leave it over the fucking plate for someone to hit a jack slider. No, he was throwing his ball hard and he has natural slide. He has natural movement to it, which is why they were, they, they, they converted him from a catcher to a pitcher anyway. That and the fact that he couldn't hit for shit when he was in the minor leagues. So I liked his stuff. He went out there. He was getting the ball up there. The velocity was up to like 92. You know, I think I, I think I saw him hit 93, you know, a couple times. But what I enjoyed was that he had a different look in his face when he came in. He looked more, you know, sometimes you, you see him like kind of, he gets rattled and you see him like, you almost feel like he doesn't want to be out there. But the Kenley, his face that I saw when he came in and his stuff leads me to believe that we might be past his little funk stretch. I don't know what got into him if he went and saw like a sports psychologist or something, but I like it. Now, that being said, I was still hoping that Dave Roberts would leave Urias in for for the ninth inning. And he did. And he shut the fucking door. And I'm just sitting there and, you know, watching the celebration and everything. And it was it was tough for me, you guys, you know, because uh, I had found out, you know, a couple hours before that my dad had passed away. And I'm not really going to get into it on this podcast, but I was just kind of going through emotions. And so to watch the game and just kind of be able to take my mind off of that and then seeing them catch that last out and then. Just thinking about, you know, like I said, how far we've come from I'm supposed to be on tour going to all the baseball parks this summer and doing shows in each ballpark or in each city and going to a game in each ballpark and how all that just came fucking crashing down and how we lost, you know, all our sports for, you know, a brief moment of time or a few months, you know, and then all the things that had to, you know, take place for them to even put a season together and, you know, the the owners wanted less games and the players wanted more and there was just this back and forth and then we finally got baseball and then they added another playoff round and there's just so many elements and so many things and, you know, from that to know that I'm going to get to go to a game and again, I go to a fucking pandemic playoff game and I'm never going to forget it it was weird but I'm never going to forget it and then to go to where I'm like oh if the Dodgers fucking win I'm going to the World Series on Tuesday and then just everything and it's just there's so many different emotions you know going on and uh you know I was just really excited and I'm going to fucking game one with my brother Adam um, Adam's never been to a World Series game, so that's exciting, and he's also never been to a pandemic game, which is not as exciting. <laughs> By the way, they make you wear masks the whole time at the stadium. You have to wear them when you're at your seat, and the only time you can take them off is when you're eating or drinking. Otherwise, you're supposed. And they they have ushers coming around telling you to put your mask on, and it's weird. And we you know we want to know what's even more weird. Uh, I don't know if, you, if you're watching the games on TV, you might hear the Dodger Stadium organist, Dieter Rule. Uh, you're like, oh yeah, they, they brought the organist. 
fucking no, they didn't. I thought the same thing. They were playing it. I was like, oh, they, he fucking came out. Like, that's cool. Like, they're trying to make it as much of a home game as, as, as you know, as it can be under the circumstances. Then I go on Twitter, and I'm about to give him props on Twitter. And then I see someone asking him probably, you know, the same thing. Um, you know, it's so cool that you're out here. I don't remember what, what he, but he was like, oh, I'm actually not there. I just sent them a bunch of tape of me. Um, couldn't go because of COVID. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like, why couldn't, how, how can like the announcers and, you know, all these, you know, game day staff, like, you know, trainers and equipment manager, how do all these guys get to go, but the organ player can't go? That's fucked up, man. It really is. I thought so. So anyway, um, I'm so excited about this World Series matchup. I am. Um, I'm not worried. I was honestly more worried about the Braves. I think that the 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 Rays are extremely talented. You know, I know they're a young, exciting team. I know they got guys like Kiermaier and Asamora Kura. How do you fucking say that guy's name? The fucking on the Rays. I don't know. Awesome. What the fuck's his name? He's like he's like super. Uh, this is a super weird name. I'm going to look it up right now. Okay. I don't care. This is my podcast. Do whatever the fuck I want. Uh, roster. 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 I, I was way off. A Rose Arena. And this fool has, I think, like eight home runs this postseason, which is crazy. Uh, dropping bombs. But what I know only because I watch MLB Network. I would never have known this because I don't. I didn't watch one single. Actually, I watched a few innings of the Rays Astros, uh, mainly because I was hoping the Astros would win so we could play them and have that rematch. But we didn't. But um, like aside from uh, what, what did I say his name was Azarona, um, the rest of the Rays themselves as a team are hitting a buck ninety two. Which is obviously not good, but they were able to score just enough runs to beat the Astros. But uh, I I know the Rays have great pitching. They got Tyler Glass, Ty- <laughs> Tyler Glass now, and Charlie Morton and Ian Snell. Like, well, I get it, dude. They got good pitching, but guess what, man? Dodgers have a fucking Hall of Famer. Okay, they got what appears will be. A fucking future Hall of Famer in Walker Bueller. This motherfucker, his ERA in the playoffs this year is like .53 or something, I think. Um, I know I should probably have all the real stats, but I'm just talking off in my head right now, and I'm pretty close. You guys can look it up. Uh, you know, we got Dustin May, Julio Urias, Tony Gonsolin. Like, you know, I'll be honest, Gonsolin didn't have a great start. And May, I think uh, they just, I think for him, you know, he's a little erratic. But I also think just, you know, he got his, he has to start one day and another day he's going to come in in relief and then he's going to be an opener one day. And it's, it's a little much, I think, for a young guy. I think they should just give him one role, whatever that is, you know, whether he's going to start, whether he's going to be the swing man, whether he's going to be fucking, you know, close it out because he's got the, the stuff to do it you know just I think that he might maybe it's worth a shot but I mean it's, it's too late now they're gonna keep doing what they're doing uh 
he's got to he's got he's got to pitch a little bit better when he gets his starts because he's pitched better in relief than he has in his starts so far this postseason. But the Dodgers, I, I know the Rays have good pitching. You know that's what they're known for. But I think the Dodgers pitching is just a little bit better, a little bit more depth. Um, hence why they had the best ERA in major leagues this year. Um, but I think the guys see, there's a couple guys, you know, we had a lot of big hits in this series, you know, from, from Will Smith hitting that go ahead run, the go ahead home run against fucking Will Smith in game five. I couldn't believe that dude. That was so cool. <laughs> Will Smith versus Will Smith and Will Smith hits a home run off of Will Smith. Like that was just fucking great, man. It really was. And, uh, to see him show the emotion, like, see, like, that's what I'm talking about. It's a go-ahead home run. Late in the game, yes, fucking celebrate. Don't celebrate a fucking infield single in the second inning when it's a tie score. Like, get the fuck out of here. But to see him celebrate, to see Seager celebrate, you know, because Seager's always been a quiet guy. The only time I ever saw Seager show emotion on the field was uh, in game two in 2017 when he hits that opposite field home run against Justin Verlander. Seager gave kind of like a big fist pump and it, yeah. And we're like, well, I was like, oh, Corey, where'd that come from? You know, but I've been seeing it more in some of the big moments that he's had in this postseason. And to see him get pumped up like that, just, you know, you really realize like, you know, how, how important this moment is, the significance of these moments you know, for the Dodgers and for these guys, like to to, sh- to start show for Seager to finally start showing some emotion, and I like it because he's the guy right now. He, you know, Dave Roberts said he's never seen, you know, a player that hot in the postseason, and he's fucking won a World Series. He played with Manny and Big Poppy. Corey Seager's fucking hot right now, man. So I think that he's gonna keep staying hot, but I think that. Just with all these big hits, man. Like, and then Kike fucking ties the game in game seven. And you're just like, oh, man. And then fucking, you know, Cody gets the go-ahead home run and he flips the bat. Like, fuck you, man. Like, there's so many big moments. It was definitely, you know, Corey Seager, obviously amazing performance, you know. But they won this series as a team. Everybody contributed from the starting pitchers to the relief pitchers who did a great fucking job this series to, you know, different closers we've had from Gratterall getting the shot to close it out. Kenley to maybe kind of regaining some of that old form to Julio. Like, there was great plays made on the field by Mookie. Jock fucking made a diving play. You know, so many great plays, so many great moments that's why I think these guys were able to come back because they did it as a team. And uh, I just think that, obviously, I root with my heart. But I think that it's going to be one of those cases where, like, the Red Sox in, in 2004, when they were down three games to none, and then they came back and then against the Yankees, no less. And then what happened, people forget, they came back from three games to none against the Yankees to win that series. But they ended up just fucking sweeping the Cardinals. Like, the Cardinals, they just, I don't know. The Red Sox are just like, oh, we got the hard part out of the way. This is the easy part. And I think that's going to be the case for the Dodgers. Even though the Rays have this amazing starting pitching, the Dodgers do too. 
and fucking Tyler Glass now kind of gave up a couple jacks the other day. So, you know, there's a difference, man. You can have the stuff, but you still got to have that, you know, that performance in October. And there's a couple guys that I hope, you know, pick it up a little bit. Uh, Muncie has hit a couple, you know, pretty big home runs too. Hit a fucking grand slam in game two or game three. In the first inning, I didn't even talk about the fucking, I mean, the series, the, the game where they fucking scored 11 runs in the first inning, dude. <laughs> like, are you serious? Uh, Muncie, I, I needed him to start getting a few more hits. Same thing with either Taylor or Kike. You know, Kike had two home runs in the series, which is great. And he had a huge home run. But uh, he needs to start hitting the ball a little more. Or Chris Taylor. One of those two guys. Edwin Rios fucking gets put in the lineup drops bombs that's just what he does he's i mean if we're being honest he's probably going to be the starting third or first baseman next year for the dodgers and muncie will then either be the third baseman or the first baseman next year for the dodgers and turner if he doesn't retire will probably be like the third baseman no i was going to say the angels but they already got themselves third baby maybe he may play first I don't know how many years Pujols has on his contract. How many fucking years? Then <laughs> they signed him with like a twenty-year contract. Like I swear he signed like ten years ago. Anyway, um, I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> the Rays, man. I just think that the Dodgers are gonna are gonna do their job, and you know, guys will start to hit a little bit more. And I think the pitchers. I think the Braves offensively are a lot tougher than the Rays. The Rays do a lot of small ball. They run, you know, they they put pressure on the defense, but I just think that the Dodgers had their battle and the series is going to be it's going to I think it's going to go 4 or 5. That's that's what I honestly think. Now, watch them lose game 1 and people are like, "What the fuck, dude?" and I'm like, "Yeah, whatever. I don't know." But that's what I think. Okay? So, anyway, um that's it, man. Fucking, I really appreciate you guys, everyone that listens, and people screenshot and be like, oh, that was a good episode, and, you know, whatever. Like, if you want to share it on your social and let other people know what it is, that's cool, too. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, this will not be the last episode of My Blue Thoughts, because if they win it this week, I'm still going to come back and fucking celebrate, and you guys will hear about me getting drunk. I'm supposed to get drunk. You guys know this. I haven't ever been drunk in my life, but when the Dodgers win the World Series, I'm getting drunk, and it might be fucking this weekend. It might be Saturday or Sunday. I'm going to be in Tucson, by the way. I'm going to be in Tucson this week, uh, Friday and Saturday at Laughs Comedy Club. There's two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. I know I'm going to be fucking performing while the game is on, but but they have a bar there outside. It's, it's in the club. But it's outside, you know, the, the actual room, and they have TVs, and I've watched games there before, never, oh, maybe not, maybe Dodger games, I don't know, but I'm going to be at Laughs in Tucson this weekend, um, maybe, you know, come to Tucson if the Dodgers are about to clinch, and then I can be at my show, and then we can get fucking hammered, um, or I come back and I go to game six next week, I hope it doesn't go, I don't want it to go to game six, I specifically bought those tickets hoping that I wouldn't have to fucking spend the money on them because the Dodgers won 
in games, you know, in four or five, and then I wouldn't, you know, I'd have an extra, you know, I don't want to tell you what I spent on the tickets because it's not important. Do the math. But anyway, um, <laughs> I this so if they win it this weekend, I'll still be back next week, and if the series stretches out to six or seven, then I will obviously for sure be back next week. But uh, we've got at least one more episode left. So like I said, again, you guys. Thank you for coming. I do really appreciate um, everyone that listens and helps me keep this podcast going. And uh, let's fucking do it, man. Let's do it. Go Dodgers. Just can't ride it no more.